Hannah is someone I have no idea how I was lucky enough to meet in this life. We met um, in, with such chance and uh, we talk about how we meet at the beginning of this episode. Hannah has had a great journey so far and I'm so excited to see where she'll go. Um, she's originally from Calgary, she's lived in quite a few places and right now she lives in Queensland, Australia. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode because we definitely enjoyed recording it. Thanks for listening. So good morning. (laughs) So why did you wake up at 6am today? Or why do you wake up at 6am normally? Well, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but there's a construction site next to us. Um, And so they start work at seven. And so if I get up at six, I have an hour of quiet and coffee and breakfast (laughs) and morning. (laughs) Um, But if I wake up when they wake me up, I'm just grumpy. (laughs) Yeah, so I like to get up a little bit if I can, even if I just stay in bed or like stretch a little bit. You finish classes on your exams you, you're like done done school. yes no. yeah um all the grades come through this week which is really exciting but all of the actual work is done which is wonderful it feels so lovely <laughs> the grades come through that fast um on wednesday yeah it's been a couple of weeks now i think when did we finish we had our last um assessment on the 19th um, and everything comes through on December 2nd. Yeah. So that's a couple wow. of weeks. That just seems like such a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. For us, like we need to be graduated to do. Um... Oh, but I guess our semester ends earlier than the one in Canada as well. So we finished like, like December 18th was like the very last day of exams or the 19th or whatever, like that week was the last week of exams. So pretty much everything happened before then. Um, And for us, like, because um, I have to register as a healthcare professional now, like they have to give us everything and then we have to send it off to some registration body and then they get to give us our like little official, you can practice as an OT now thing. So how does it feel? (laughs) I'm relieved. Has it been three years? Two and a half. Yeah, it was June 2018 that I started. Yeah, it's good. Does it feel now that it's over? Does it feel long or short? Well, like the whole. The whole mm, it's both. It's both. And it was just nice. A bunch of the lecturers came and they made speeches and stuff. And it's just fun to be kind of out of student mode and get to move on to doing things that's mm. so nice I feel like yeah these two and a half years have gone by long like they felt long but they've also felt really <sighs> short because it feels in a lot of ways like you were telling me not very long <laughs> ago that you were going to apply to school yeah. time is a very strange yeah, thing I find especially getting older yeah well it feels like because we don't have as many of like the really big landmarks anymore when you're a little bit older like it isn't like oh I can drive oh I can whatever it's sort of all just like whatever you make of it <laughs> mm-hmm. strange, yeah but. do you feel like because you you did the school thing obviously that's how we met when yeah. we met in school and then you did the work thing where you had a very strange schedule like you worked super yeah, early. very late middle of the day <laughs> very late 
And then you went from there and then you took yeah. some time off, right? And then you were mm-hmm. at home with your family and then you moved and you're in school. So you've experienced like all these different mm-hmm. phases of days and time. So can you like, did you find that there was a difference in all those phases or like not really? And like how fast time goes? Yeah. I wonder. Um, I think... Or, like, how do you feel, like, having gone, like, in and out of it? Because for me, like, I went to school, then I went to work. So I haven't, like, if I were to go back to school now, yeah. I imagine it would be a bit strained. I think, I find, like, school is weird because you're always on somebody else's schedule. So, like, you're on the semester schedule where you, like, it, you have it in sort of a set amount of time. Like, it's three and a half months-ish to do whatever your projects are. It's usually less than that, um, depending. Um and you have teachers and you're just at people's beck and call and like you kind of like I find school the most stressful I think work is weird especially like my work was strange just because there were so many different schedules and they were so like everything there because of the nature of the hospital and food service everything had to run like very like clockwork so it was a very different schedule in itself as well um yeah I don't know it's a bit weird because they're all so different like when you're in school like you have yeah very set timelines on your projects but then you are like forced to wrap everything up and then have big breaks and which is lovely and then with work it's strange because yeah well like the nature of that job was I was like getting there at 5 30 in the morning you're done at 1 30 and then I had this whole portion of the day I wasn't used to having when I was in school like I just saw a whole different part of the day which was really interesting um being at home is always (laughs) its own thing as well it's like a time warp a little bit completely yeah and especially like because you don't have anybody else really telling you what to do and you're just kind of like like especially for me I had my applications and whatever but I could do everything in whatever way that I wanted to um and also it's like being back at home you kind of end up on like my parents schedule because I was staying with them so like that's a whole other thing where you're like having like I was just about dinner to ask about way earlier too. than I'm used yeah. to <laughs> and like going back to kind of high school life a little bit but also not like because I'm obviously an adult now and, and more independent but like it's it's interesting to just yeah it's like finding my own schedule within this other bigger one that I sort of have to adhere to I guess I don't know (laughs) yeah like I find that like even when I go home for like you know the 10 days out of the year it's such a weird experience because for me it's like such a massive time difference on top of a climate difference on top of like oh well, I wake up really early. No one else wakes up till 10. Do I eat? Do I not eat? Do I wait? Do I, you know, like it's it's very strange. I find going home is always a strange yeah. experience for me because I feel like I'm stepping back into like a yeah. the past. And I'm in the same childhood space and childhood bedrooms. And I like, because I- Yeah, yeah, right? true. Like, it's also like, I, I, I had such a, my life really did split a bit between here and there that going back is has all these feelings that I haven't fully processed like why yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. that way and 
also because I know it's such a short time, like it's a week, it's 10 days. So I don't really bother processing it because I'm like, it'll be over. Yeah, soon. like There's this, no this feeling can live here. And, and I can just. <laughs> exactly. And it also has like all my old oh, clothes. Yes. And, like so stuff true. from high school. Like it really does feel like a past version of myself that doesn't yeah. exist anywhere else outside this house that's like almost like a, a shrine to something yeah, that doesn't exist so anymore. I don't know. I found like, um, so because I was home for quite a while, it was like six or seven months, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. It ended up being, I did some traveling at the end. Um, a little bit. I went sort of all over Canada. But. Um, oh, that's right. That's when we met in yes. Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, um, but so because I was there for such a long period of time, and it was one of the longest periods of time I've been home since, I guess, ever, since I was 18, maybe, um, since I stopped living at home. Um, it was, yeah, it was an interesting thing to, like, transition out of that, where it's, like, instead of having to, like, bop back in and then leave, it was, like, I sort of got to figure out um, a little bit of a different way to live at home, which was actually really lovely. It was nice to, like have enough time to figure things out and it's like always nice to spend enough time with like my family to like like when you miss people and you're far away like you I love the heck out of them but I just miss like bickering with them and I miss like getting to be grumpy and like like that kind of thing (laughs) or just like sitting together like being in the same space and not really actually talking but just doing things near each other um, and it was really nice to like, yeah, I got to spend some time with my mom and just like hang out in the house together or like just to watch the stupid, like we love Grey's Anatomy, you love Grey's Anatomy, to watch it together in the same spot was so much fun because it's just like, <laughs> we've been watching it for years. The only reason I started watching the TV show was because she liked it. And because I, I um, she loves Coronation Street and I've never managed to get on board with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a British one, right? She's watched it for years. It's always on on telly. Yeah, always seems to always. I don't know if it's still ongoing or if it's a rerun, but it's always on. They might still be filming it. Like I feel like it's gone on for ages. But it's interesting because, like, I've seen bits and pieces of it over the years. And so whenever you go back, you can usually recognize at least one character, like, (laughs) and the nature of like the soap operas and the stories and stuff, you can kind of figure out what's going on. But yeah, yeah. So any, yeah, just like, I don't know, being in the same space together was really fun. And like, it was nice to have like time, time to be with them. Yeah. So can, can we talk a bit about, like, school for you? Because I feel like your experience of school was very mm. different from mine. Because you started yes. in UFC. Uh, actually, I actually read your college. Is that right? You started? Right. So you've moved yeah. to yes. many schools <laughs> yeah. for many reasons. And then took some time off and then went back. So I'm really curious as someone who, when I left school, never went yeah. to return. Um, what did I do? So I guess... So let's start from the beginning. You went to read your college yeah, straight yeah. out of high so school. So I wanted to um, travel around and stuff, but basically I graduated and I didn't really know what I wanted to do school-wise. 
Um, and so I wanted to travel and my, so half my family is from New Zealand. So I really wanted to go to New Zealand and Australia. It's funny that I'm back here now. Um, but I, it made more sense to go there when the weather was good. So I was like, okay, we'll go. I'll do one semester at Red Deer College and then take the next semester off and travel. Um, and I also got a job at the college. So I was working in um, the like, they have like a little sports office there. Um, uh, the guy that runs the place is friends with my dad and, and friends with friends and whatever. And so he helped me get um, a job that let me save up enough money to actually go and travel. Um, and so I worked there and studied um, I did, I think I did four classes um, and it was just kind of, I just took a bunch of different stuff and sort of tried to get a taste for like what I might actually want to study. Um, and it was fun. Like it was just fun. It was like, there was, a, I had a bunch of friends from high school that were going to Red Deer College. A lot of people go there and then transfer to different universities later on um, because it's cheaper and you can still live at home and the college is pretty good. Um, yeah, it was just good. And then I went traveling so the next semester. Did you always did you always know when you started at Red Deer College that you were only going to be there for a very short time and then yeah, you'd be transferring I assume somewhere so. else? Um, I always figured I would want to go to okay. a different university. I just didn't like I was <laughs> it's like I was burnt out after high school, so I wanted a bit of a break. Um, and I figured I would move, but I just wasn't I just didn't wasn't prepared to make the decision yet. Um, so it made more sense to work, save up some money, travel a bit, and then like try and figure out what I wanted to do. So how long was it between your first semester at Red Deer, then you went traveling until you went back to school? Um, so travel? it was, what did I do? So the first semester is what, September till November, September to December. And then I was traveling for like, it was like three or four months. So it was January, February, March, April. I might've came back in May. Um, and then school starts again uh, in September. So I had the summer off as well. Um, and then I came back, like when I was in, when I was in New Zealand, I applied for school on my like grandma's old school computer. Um, and it was, yeah, I applied to everywhere because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I sort of figured out that I probably wanted to do science. So I applied to like, a bunch of different schools all over the country um, to try and figure out, to try and, um, I figured like, okay, like maybe this area, I'll just apply to a bunch of things and then I'll see what calls to me, see what I can get into, see what calls to me. We'll, we'll like push the decision further along. <laughs> um, and it was, and so that's what I did. And then I got into a bunch of different schools all over there, like Nova Scotia and like, I think I applied to like Manitoba and BC and like all of these random schools. Um, and then I just picked the one that like, I just followed my gut in the end. Like I couldn't really, it's like all the schools are wonderful. They all had programs that I thought were great. Like, and you get to a point where it's like, there isn't really a clear decision to be made. So I just sort of followed my gut and I was like, I really want to be closer to the mountains. <laughs> Um, I love Calgary. And you were how old at yeah, this time? Yeah, maybe like 18, 19 at this point. 18 or 19. It was like, I want to be close to the mountains. I want to hike. I want to be outside. Um, and I, like, I wasn't, like, super ready to move really far away from home. So Calgary was perfect. 
And so then I went to UFC for a couple of years. Um, and I did open science. What did I study? I think I did open science degree and then I did, I, mean, I don't even know. Anyways, I ended up in bio sci. <laughs> and then when I realized I didn't want to study um, bio sci anymore, I would started looking for other programs. And then that's when I found nutrition and then ended up switching to um, UBC um, because their program really appealed to me. And I'm so glad I did that. Um, and so then I ended up finishing my degree um, at UBC and ended up with food, nutrition and health and nutritional science. But um, basically, like I, I realized, like I love science, but I like applying it more than I like discovering it. Um, so it's like I love the sense. intersection of like, here's this really cool thing. How do we use it for people? What does it mean? More than I want to like um, the science I was doing at, at UC was more like, let's dive in super deep to these cells. Here is every tiny piece. And they were like trying to figure out how it functions, um, which is really, really interesting and really wonderful. But it just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, and so I wanted something with like more, more people and a little bit bigger picture. Uh, yeah. And so then I ended up switching over there. But I love the University of Calgary. I love Redger College as well. And then UBC was wonderful, too. Like they're all just great schools. And I took a lot for them. Um, and then it also like I think I have a lot of different friends from different areas and different times from when I was in different schools. And it was I'm really grateful for that. I feel really lucky to have met so many people. Um, and then I think it maybe it also set me up where like I know now because I can get through the hard part when you first move to a new spot, I can let it suck and I know it'll get better. Like I'm, it may become like more comfortable and more confident every time I moved. I was like, oh yeah, like I'll find friends again. <laughs> I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even if yeah. like it sucks at first. Yeah. And, I, I'm and so, it always does. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I think I have only made like one big move like I moved yeah, a bunch of yeah. schools when I was younger and I finally stuck with one school had a kind of good community a lot of people who I'm still friends with now moved here started over again and like honestly the thought of starting over <laughs> one more time after this which is I think yeah. in our cards for Colin and I but I mm -hmm. like it terrifies me it's it's a really really hard thing and I think the reason I could do it as a younger person was because I didn't realize how hard it was going to be but now that I know it's too scary so I think it, like you're so resilient and brave because you've done it so many times yeah. and like you just said I think you're better for it because you've managed to like put yourself through yeah, it I've gotten better way. at doing it for myself as well though and it always the other thing though is like it's never easy like, it's always like, a, like with this, it's like I had to decide that I wanted to put myself through that in order to do this degree and to move and to have all of these things. Um, and it's like, because I know it's hard now, I know what I'm committing to. <laughs> and then once I'm into it, I'm like, okay, like I can, I can figure it out. And sometimes you just have terrible days and bad weeks where you're like, I just want to be with the people I know. <laughs> like, it's hard. But yeah. um, like, for example... When I first moved to Calgary, I lived in residence and that basically sets you up to meet a bunch of people when you first move there. 
And then when I moved to Vancouver, I didn't do that. And that was really, really hard because I was living in an apartment with one other friend and we both didn't really know anybody. And so finding people when you didn't have like a sort of natural community when you first got there was really not, it was not great. <laughs> and so from doing that, I realized mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't think I want to move without some kind of thing that I can yeah like an instant something yeah, when something. I first even in the first month or two when I get there that I'll have people that I'll be consistently seeing because I realized like that's how you make friends you see a lot mm -hmm. of people often and some of them stick with you like you just catch people and it just works and so then when I moved out here yeah. um, I, I really explicitly wanted a master's program that would give me a group of people that I would see consistently throughout the whole time we'd move through it together um, mm -hmm. and it would be small enough that I would be exposed to the same people kind of thing. Like I wanted, I wanted something where like, I knew I'd be seeing enough of these people that like, I'm sure I'd get a couple of friends out of it. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. were very and intentional was... by the most mm -hmm. recent time that you did this, because like, I don't know if this is true, but my impression of like making friends is that it does get harder as you get older because, you know, like I personally... I have very little desire to make new yeah. friends anymore because I'm just at the stage of life where <laughs> I'm honestly tired and I don't yeah. really give a lot of fucks anymore for a lot of things. Like I have no ability yeah, to yeah, pretend yeah. to care when I don't care. And that's what really worries me about like one day having to move to Dublin, <laughs> possibly with a toddler and like, you know, like not having that network. Like when you go to school, you somehow have a, a built in, like school yeah. is generally geared for you to make yeah, friends. That's such a good point. And you can pick up friends at work too. But then when you move like, you know, as an adult mm -hmm. in your thirties, possibly as a mom, like I'm like, all I will have yeah. is possibly other mom friends. That is the only group that there might be. And like, if we don't have a kid, and I move just as us, like, what does that mean? If I don't get a job right away, like there's, my gosh, I like don't even yeah, like thinking about this. Yeah, it is straight up scary. Like. <laughs> it really is. And like, I, as a younger person mm. already struggle making friends. Like I was very shy, very introverted. And like, I don't even know how I mm. got to the way I got to function here. But like, it was very, very difficult for me. And like, a lot of like disassociation, I would say from the parts of myself that didn't want to do something like I had to very actively be like, yeah, I don't like this, but I have to do it because that's the only way. And I think I've like built that muscle now that I can do yeah. it a bit more easily, but I still yeah. am not comfortable. No, that's with so it. true. I like I think it I think that's part of it, though, is like, it is literally hard. Like, but it's like, it doesn't. It's something I've noticed. Um, and I see it in school too, because as the semester changes, it's like, I'm better at staying in touch and worse than staying in touch. But it's like the people, like it's friendship takes effort and it doesn't just mm -hmm. kind of happen. Like it feels like when you're younger, I think sometimes you just sort of end up with friends because your parents were friends and you spent a lot of time with them and you're like, I guess these are my friends. <laughs> like it, it sort of happens. Then as you get older, you, you sort of have to choose them and like choose to put effort in and choose to stay in touch. And it's, I don't know, like, I think I have better friends because I have to put more effort in. Like, I think I have, and the ones that stay with you are the ones that um, you really choose to stay in touch with. But it is, it is hard. And I find you also like, I don't like that was something that was really hard when I first moved to Vancouver. 
and I find it tricky in big cities too. It's like, and it's something that isn't as much of an issue in smaller cities. It's like, because people see so many people every day, like you can't be friendly to everyone. Like you can't go about chatting. Like it's exhausting. It's yeah, you can't it's do it. And so um, you end up some, often you end up meeting other international people that are looking for the same thing you're looking for. Like you ended up like my first friends in Vancouver were not from Vancouver. <laughs> they were other internationals or like other people from different parts of Canada that were looking for friends. Um, because the people, most of the people from Vancouver had really strong high school connections and it was, it just wasn't really a yeah. thing that, that you would be invited to those events. Like it was usually quite a specific thing and very, um, which isn't like, it's not a bad thing, but it was one of those things where they're like, oh, I'm going to meet up with my no, 17 understand. best friends this weekend. And then what are you doing? And you're like, well, I don't have any plans. And they're like, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I, I completely understand yeah. because I had that same experience. Like I, you know, like I came from, I was an international student and it was really strange to me because yeah. I had moved so many schools already that there were people here who mm. had the same group of friends since they were five years old and they were 20 and that was yeah. still the group of people they hung out with. Um, and it was like just so super, super strange. And it's really like you can't, it's almost like un yeah, the word? Impenet unpenetrable, impenetrable, impenetrable. I think it's impenetrable yeah yeah like you, you can't get through that circle because yeah. there's something about shared experiences the, when you have them from such a young age you're like never you gonna have that break into a group like that um yeah and then yeah. and if you do go to the events it's often and like oh is, you're I like I, I didn't want to be here anyways like because everyone speaks in um private jokes and it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah you know, it's so funny talking about this right now. I'm remembering how when I joined the high school that mm. I finally stayed in for the last four years of school, it was a very, it was, you know, very fancy international school and it was small classrooms and a lot of them had been there since they were children right up until high school. And they wouldn't always remember who came in when. There were less people like me who would come in like halfway yeah, through yeah. high school. A lot of people were there from like kindergarten. And so over the years, you hear them tell the stories of like the trip they did in grade eight. Yeah. And they yeah, don't remember yeah, that yeah. you weren't there. Get grandfathered years, in. Right? And so it becomes part of your history too because you've heard this story about a hundred times that you're like, I can tell it as if I was there. And people forget. It's really interesting because I'm very yeah, aware that yeah. I was only there for about three and a half years. But when I connect with some of those people, they're like, oh, remember yeah. in grade six? And yeah, I was like, I wasn't so there. You're right. <laughs> um, and it's, it's it, I very intentionally, I remember being about... I don't know, maybe 16, I guess. And like pretending to tell the story <laughs> of the I had been there, even though I hadn't been I just heard it so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to feel part of the group. Um, and I'm a bit like mortified thinking about this now so much like far like farther away from it, but I don't like oh, I yeah, it's such I'm an instinct to be like I, you know? I am part of this. I remember like this is yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny and like everyone talks about how important friendships are but there's no real way like no one teaches you how to make friends and it's so different from every for everyone because everyone yeah. like, it's like what do you want out of friendship too like and I think you well, I was mm. thinking about this conversation last night before I went to bed and I was 
I was just like, oh, to date, I think you and I have the strangest, like, <laughs> story. And I, I don't think about it very often until I, have, I actually actively think I forgot. It. I still can't believe we're friends because that was the strangest experience Oh my ever. god, I think so. Do you remember? Yeah. It was a basement. That other house, because right? It was like a housing group. <laughs> yeah, and I had posted on behalf of my friend Maddie, who was looking for someone to take over her lease, and got so many responses, and you responded. And I, they, she had already found someone. But I remember I just had this gut feeling of like, this person seems really lovely. And I think I messaged you back being like, hey, this one's gone, but I'm going to be looking for roommate yeah. suit. I got something like and that. And I just said yes. And I, and you Why? Well. Why did I like, say yes? <laughs> yeah. Like we didn't know each other at all. Yeah, I, I was in my parents' basement. Later on. I remember that we were having dinner upstairs and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to Cassie. And I remember going to the basement and sitting there on like, I think my mom's iPad or something. I don't even know. And then talking to her and just being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I live with her. <laughs> Why? And it's just so strange because I think we did everything over the phone. And I only met you in person, and we met each other in person. Like, to move in, when you arrived right? at the front door of the house we were going to live in. <laughs> it's just so crazy because, like, as an I, adult, I don't think I would ever do that. I, like, my most recent roommate, I met in sort of a like she's a friend of a friend, but we did a very similar like Skype to meet. And I remember talking to her for about ten minutes, and being like, "Yeah, let's move together. Let's live together." <laughs> and I. I like, and I met her, I met her once more afterwards because I was, I was thinking about, yeah, us moving in and being like, damn, like I was lucky that worked out. Like I, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm so glad I met you that way. But it was like, that was a bold move, Hannah. And I like can't have explained that to my mom properly because there's no way. <laughs> well, I mean, I think about that often too, because I'm like, of all the, like, other roommate decisions I've made yeah, that was probably so one of the more easier ones yeah it worked and out like, so we well so that was such a good decision you know I love living in that house that weird weird house <laughs> oh the it room was, was so house, good but um, but, sorry but so the, my place here I did the same thing like but it was a friend of a friend so I had another enough of a buy-in so I've like, yeah, moved on to things being slightly more verified. And then I came and saw the place before I moved in. I came and looked at the house once before <laughs> I actually moved in. I was like, I need to put in yeah. like a couple more checks and balances yeah. than I yeah. did when I did that. Which <laughs> is so funny. Oh my gosh. It's just such a, like, it's such a heartwarming, it doesn't story when I think about it because I'm like... At, at 20 years old, somehow that all seemed fat, fine. It's and funny because it was. Totally like, legit. It was fine. And it was totally legit. But there's so many ways it could have gone poorly. Because I'm pretty sure you also yeah, fuck, paid that, me that. before that. Like, I'm pretty sure you had sent me like a deposit yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. beforehand because we had to get I, the house. I mean, you're clearly a very trustworthy person over Facebook. And I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have... Like, I remember meeting you at the front door for the first time. I probably time. had so much crap. Like I still do that every time I move. I have just the weirdest stuff. 
Yeah, I don't remember much more other than like that first impression of meeting and being like, oh, she's really tall and she looks exactly the way she looked in her photo. And I think that was my only concern was that like yeah, I wanted to yeah. make sure you were in fact the same person. And once I was like, okay, she sounds the same, she looks the same. It's funny. It's like, I guess I, I uh, think speaking of that and like thinking about how I moved into this place too, makes me realize I use my like gut to make a lot more decisions than I realized, I think. And it's like, if I'm truly comfortable, I'm just like, this well, is good. I think good. also sometimes you have Let's to. Let's do this. Yeah. And if your gut has like led yeah. you to good decisions and positive, you know, situations, then I guess, you know, that's the one way to build True. trust. But also we then realized after we lived together for a while that we actually in our previous yes. apartments were probably very close yeah. as well. Yeah, it was just like half um, a block from each other's, but. It was meant to be. You know, I was going to say um, inevitable. It was meant to be. But I always pronounce it wrong. So that I was going to pronounce it. No, I, I did. I did. Um, but no, I, always I think say you inevitable. pronounced it correctly right there. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a hard one. <laughs> I think it's one of those words that I read um, when I was younger and then just said it in my head a certain way for years. And then when I started trying to say it, it's not how other people say it. <laughs> I have a lot of... <laughs> I have a lot of words that I do that with and yeah. uh, I will still avoid using those words and using yeah. longer sentences to avoid using yeah, the shorter words because thing. I don't think I'll pronounce like, it I'll correctly. I'll talk my way around this one. Um, no, that's crazy. I forget that that's how we Yeah, met. yeah. It worked out so well. Well, it's it was like, what, six? Yeah, yeah. It, it was six or seven egg. years ago. It was a long time ago. Um... So why did you decide to go into OT? Because I think I have a very blurry story about how, I think what I remember yeah. you telling me was that you had another friend who was in this program and you kind of heard about yeah, this program, understood um, more about it through her experience and that made you realize that this was my roommate. Wanted. So but my I roommate like when I was living up on Oak Street Mill um, was studying occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and everything she was doing was interesting. Yeah. Every time she told me a story, I was like, ooh, I want to read about that. Oh, what is this? Um, and that was like probably my first experience finding out what occupational therapy even was. Like, I don't know if I knew about it previous to that. Um, and the, when I worked in the hospital, um, we worked a little bit with occupational therapists. Um, and they just... We were, so we, I was obviously food service. We were in the hospital. The only thing we really did was prepare stuff for them to be able to do a swallowing assessment. And then they'd come down and pick them up from the office. But the occupational therapist just had a little bit more time. Like they were just like a little bit more chatty. Like they all seemed a little more relaxed than everybody else. Like they were always happy to explain things to us if we had questions and like would give us enough time to double check things in the computer and whatever. And they just, like, it was just the kind of people that I love being around. Whereas, like, some of the other health professionals were all still really lovely, but just more a lot more stressed. Like, everything was just a little bit more tense. Um, and it was just, I think it was obviously because they were just overworked and things were really busy and hectic. But it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, like, I think I'd fit in really well with these people. And I really quite like being around them. And then the more I learned about studying... It's the more I was like, oh, I'd love to study this. Um, and then I originally thought I wanted to be a dietitian, 
But the more experience I had working in food service and finding out what dietitians did, the more I was like, oh, like, I don't think this is what I want. Like, I don't think it just wasn't fitting with me the way that I, I thought it would originally. Like, I love nutrition and I love my, my um, undergrad degree was incredible. But I, more and more, I loved, like, the community behind things. And I wasn't so much about like this, the actual nutrition science uh, and then occupational therapy was kind of, it's, it's just super client centered and it's about finding what works for the person and connecting them to what they need. Um, and it was just every time I learned a little bit more when I like spent time with people that were OTs and that kind of thing, I just liked it more and more and more. Um, and then, yeah, it just, ended up being the thing that I wanted to do. Like it, it just kind of, I made, I'm, I'm a big list maker and then I'll like make all the lists. So, but I considered every career that you probably ever thought could possibly be for me. I was like, should I be a midwife? Do I want to be a doctor? Like, do I want to be a psychologist? Do I want to be a welder? Like, I was like, what do I want to do? Like as broad as it could possibly be. Do I not want to do school? Do I want to travel and try and be an Instagram person? <laughs> like I considered everything. Um, and the more and more I was like, oh, I've always wanted to be a health professional. I love working with people um, in kind of those crux points of life when they're trying to figure things out and big changes are happening. And like, I love helping support people through that. Um, I had a volunteer job at, uh, oh no, my brain. What was it called? No, um, this, so that was, was the, the one with the kids. Um, with the kids, which I love. So that was teaching kids um, like nutrition and cooking and stuff and after school programs. But I did, it was the um, community center, um, community health center. What was it called? I think William actually did it earlier and I saw it on his Facebook or something and was like, Ooh, I want to do that. Um, mm. But it was basically a community health center that had, there was like a dental office and doctors and social workers and everyone working together. And then we were volunteers that I can't believe I can't remember the name of the program. Um, and we were, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'll look for it. Yeah, all. We were um, volunteers I'll look for it and, and I'll quote it below. Um, it's like one of my first exposures, I think, to the social determinants of health. And it was like our job was basically to help people get the stuff that would actually support them to have better health in the long term. So it's like the dentist um, would fix, help, their, help them with their teeth, fix anything that was wrong. But it was sort of our job to make sure, like, do you have housing? Are you on this list? Is your power bill okay? Is there anything like those smaller things, like the kind of stuff that actually sets you up to have a life that's consistently solid, like where you can feel safe and then you can start looking for other things you need. Um, and the parts of that that were the most rewarding were the most occupational therapy. It was about getting people back engaged in what they loved. So like we had, I had, I still remember I had one um, client that um, loved woodworking and talking to him about that got him so excited and so excited to pursue all of these other things that would fall into place. And it was one of my first experiences where it was like connecting with people in a different way and about what they like doing and what they love um, doing and what brings them joy. 
like that kind of thing in such a like in a way where it just totally made sense usually it's just part of some other conversation and you do that with your friends naturally any day of the week but it was one of those moments where I was like oh like this feels different this is really interesting um and then that's a lot of that is just what occupational Mm -hmm. therapy is like connecting with people and making sure that you have ways to spend your time things that that bring you fulfillment and help you feel like you can be successful and like self have self-esteem and build self-efficacy and often a lot of the times you do that are by being engaged in things that that are meaningful to you like meaning is everything and so it was that moment too where I was like oh like I'd love to do more of this um and then it all just kind of lined up yeah please so I have two questions I have two questions so when you were working uh at the hospital did you kind of already know that this is maybe not the path I want to be on um, and I'm going to be looking for something else soon? No, like I always knew that or I in the future want to be a food service supervisor forever just because um, the schedule, um, that was when I realized shift work, I find shift work really hard. And that's another reason why occupational therapy, because I was considering nursing um, as well and the shift work aspect of it it just, I just end up a grouchier person. Um, and occupational therapy, it's a lot easier to find a job that doesn't involve shift work. Um, but I, I always knew I'd want to do something else, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so I was looking at HR and like maybe being a manager, maybe working my way up that way. Like um, I thought maybe I'd want to be like in a different department in the same company. Like I really loved working for the people I worked with there. And like, there was a couple of management jobs. I was like, Oh, maybe I'd want to do this. Like, and I love learning new things and learning to manage people and work with people in that way was really, really fun. Um, and really rewarding because I really liked the people I worked with. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it was like, I, I really had no idea. Well, I'm just curious, right? Because, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like where I am or what I'm doing for a lot of reasons. But, like, it's very – I think a lot of us struggle with taking the steps you need to take to get to the next place because of, you know, fear that it won't work out or all of these things. But Mm -hmm. I think you're actually one of – maybe one of two people who is similar in age to me who's actually pivoted in quite a drastic way and actually – to be honest, like, I think if more people did it, they would yeah, actually find more joy and success. Really just most people won't take that step because it's very scary. It's strange, too, like, because people sometimes tell you you're brave and that kind of thing. And you're like, oh, I like, I don't I don't know. It just felt right. Um, it's weird, too, because, like, I think but I think I think, but I think it back, is brave. Right? It makes it's sense. brave. But, yeah. but the scary part is going forward. It doesn't. Like it was just changing things and trying to find something like I knew I didn't want to do it forever. And I knew like the job and and the shift work and stuff wasn't sort of making me happy in the long run. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I need to find something different. And then I just sort of sprayed it out to see what it would be. And then just kept moving forward. But I don't know. It's, it's tricky. It's, it's definitely weird. Like I'm, I feel very lucky that everything worked out 
um, now. Like when I finish this degree and I'm like, shoot, I'm actually really excited to find a job and get to work in it. And I'm like, I'm ecstatic that it worked out, but also a little bit shocked that it worked out so well. Like, I'm so happy that I'm so happy to be an occupational therapist, but I mean, to pick something and then two and a half years later still like yeah, it, like, yeah. I feel like it's, there's a fair bit of luck involved. Like, I don't know. And it must be such a different experience as well from when, like, you were, you know, 17, 18, yes. 19, going into school for the first, like, post-sec for the first time, kind of, you know, yeah. feeling around in the dark, not really sure, switching around, whereas this time having so yeah. much, like, I think I had a lot more knowledge that, like, about what I don't right like as well. Um, and then that played into a lot of things where I was, like, I was fairly certain that I wouldn't want to do a research master's. Um, and it's just, like, the way that I work, like... Those big, long mm -hmm. projects are kind of a recipe for disaster for me. <laughs> like, I need a community and a group and to be working together. Like, because if, if I get stuck in something like that, I'll drive myself crazy. Um, and I wanted tangible skills. I wanted something that had placements where I could practice those skills. Um, like I, I sort of figured out because I like, yeah, like when you get to a certain age, you sort of know what you like and what you don't like. And if you write it all down and figure it out, it sort of gives you, it helps rule things out more easily. Like it helps you sort of worm your way towards what might make sense. Like, How long would you say it took for you to oh, I don't know. I was pick this path or this new route? like oh no was probably it like something years. that took two weeks to decide or was it something that took like, like probably a year? actually years like i i was looking for like i i honestly think it sort of started like because I, I was switching schools right in the beginning read your college calgary and even when i was switching to nutrition i remember writing a big list of stuff and trying to figure out what i was working towards because i think it like, I, I was like, what do I want to end up doing? Like, what do I, it was like both like, what do I want to learn now? And what do I enjoy spending my time learning and exploring? And like, where do I want this to get me? Like those two pieces coming together. And like, I think it took forever for me to figure it out. Like, like actual years, like, I don't even know. Like the, the closer and closer I got to stuff, I was, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be. And then I think I realized I wanted to be a health professional when I was probably working at that um, volunteer job and like, oh, I'd love to be a part of these conversations. I really like being in this arena and I'd love to be in this space, but be able to have more of a say and to advocate a little bit more for the clients. Like, and that was kind of a moment where I was like, okay, like I think I want some kind of qualification that'll get me in the room to be able to like work my way forwards from there. But I mean, I don't even know, like it's weird to think about really. Cause my other like love is, I just love being outside. And so it was also, I wanted a job where like, it'll let me have a really good life too. And like, I if I don't get outside like once or twice a week, I go, I, I get a little bit, <laughs> I go a little bit insane. Um, and so it was trying to figure out all of those pieces of my life and try and put them together. But I don't know, I think it took forever. I'm not even sure. I actually spoke to like a career counselor online 
And I'm actually meeting with her this week to talk about um, what I want out of my next job because I'm looking for a job as an OT now. Um, and I'm trying to figure out like, where do I want to start? Because it's so open. Um, and that was another thing I, why I liked it actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just me pushing down. Like I wanted something where like, I, I know I like to pivot every couple of years, like my life expresses <laughs> that. So I want a career where I can do that, but it, it adds to knowledge instead of feeling like you're starting over. Um, so I was looking for something along those lines too. And it, how did you decide like when you moved over? I mean, I always mm-hmm. knew like since I was a child that I would have to yeah. integrate. Like I knew very young that must, like where that's I a was, was not for me for so many reasons. Um, and it was, yeah, like it, it was a, it, looking back, like it was a very like, you know, I spent yeah. almost two decades living in that frame of mind of like, I'm so unhappy and I like just need to survive to get out. And so um like I always knew I would have to leave. It was I did I didn't know it was Canada yeah. until about about four months before I actually moved. Um, and I was pretty unhappy even the first year of mm-hmm. being here because um, I course. wanted to be in Ireland. So it's yeah yeah for me it was like I needed an out. I don't know what it is. It just can't be here. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of all the thought. Like I honestly didn't think about it all that much. Because it was going to be starting over no matter what. And I think it was also a little bit of like, you're so young and you don't know so many things at that age. And it's almost easier to take these leaps because you don't know what, you don't know so many things. And it's impossible to know because you have no experience yet. And I think that's why, like, you know, when they say ignorance is bliss, like, I think it is really true for a lot of reasons in a lot of situations where you are so young. If you don't know, yeah, it's just so easier true. to go into it versus anticipating every roadblock. Yeah. Because then you go in already scared mm-hmm. or with your preconceived notions, which may or may not be true. And that might be a hindrance because it's trying to, you're trying to protect yourself, but it can also make things very, very difficult. So when I think of moving again yeah. now in the future, like it is, you know, as I said earlier, quite daunting and I try not to think about it. But I think there's just no way around it. Like when you're young yeah. and you're, you're learning to experience life for yourself as an independent person, everything, it's, it's easier to just go in with as little expectations as you can, I think is my experience because you, you, there's no way you can prepare yourself. No amount of books and TV and advice seeking will get yeah, you to true. a place where you and it's also equipped. like you, it's just not even possible. if you feel equipped you aren't really like the only way to do it is to do it as confident as you feel you're you're not you don't know you what's aren't. coming <laughs> yeah and i think it's the beauty of being young as well is being able to just kind of dive in head first and not worry about whether there's enough room or whether you're going to be able to breathe like you just kind of do it and you figure it out and it teaches you so many important skills Mm -hmm. that you will have to use time and time again in life I think so it's pretty cool so if you if you were to meet like yeah 17 18 year old Hannah who's just about to start at Red Deer College right now today what would you say to her what would you tell her Ooh, what do you I think like what, okay a few questions what do you think she would like to hear oh god versus what would you want to tell her no now idea. as like 28 year old hannah 10 years ago good question good question 
And it's like, if I could go back and be like, it works out, just keep going. Like that kind of thing where it's like, what you're doing is, is going to work out well. <laughs> like It's okay. Because it's the, I think it's the moments of doubt. Yeah. When you need the most support where it's like the way you're making decisions is okay. Like it's okay to not be able to completely explain why you picked this, this university or like why this choice makes sense. Like, it was it's one of those things where like the stuff I was picking through like all of it makes sense like any of those choices are were fine like they're all good like they're decent universities like there was not there was not no thing where I was like making something really crazy happen like it, there was no point where it was and so it's like picking through things that are all decent is hard because like there's no clear path so you have to just figure out a way to make the decision and then make it like, and then just do your best to make it work. Like once you pick something that you're doing, you just put all your energy into making it the right decision. Like, I think that's one of my, like one of the the best things that I think has, Mm -hmm. has worked out for me in this way is like, I spend a lot of time making the decision, but once I pick an option, I put all of my energy into making it work for me instead of worrying about like, oh, I should go back and do the other thing. Well, I think that's actually yeah. amazing that you just said that. My high school guidance counselor right? said that to me too, because I remember being so filled with doubt of like all the decisions that you have to make. And she was like, you know what? You'll pick a decision that's and so you will true. get behind your decision and you will make it work. And yeah, it makes sense to me now, 10 years later, but at the time, it was still really scary. But I think you said it really well. Like, mm. and I know you said you don't. I don't know if that's what you meant, but I I interpreted it as you said yeah. like you don't really feel brave, and when people say you're brave, it maybe doesn't feel that way. But like, mm. I would say that you are like as someone who knows you personally and like loves you, and like, I think it is really brave. It may not feel yeah. brave to you, but it certainly yeah. brave to the rest of us who struggle to do it's, what you do. I guess it just feels so necessary. Sometimes I wonder like. If the brave thing is, is like, it's would be doing the opposite, like staying and figuring out how to like, yeah. But I think this actually ties back to what you said earlier, which is your gut feeling. Because I think a lot of the time we know quite a lot, like yeah. we know whether something feels right or wrong and whether yeah, that's true. you need to stay I, and push through or whether it's time to, to move it's on. It's strange. Um, yeah. And it's just, Yeah. Honoring yeah, that that's feeling very true. is what I think is it's weird to talk about all of this now. It's, that's what's so much fun about this. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I realized, yeah, just how much I've used my gut to make big decisions. Yeah. And how much of it's been, yeah. And it's because it's served you well, right? And I think it's it's a good, your story is a really interesting one because I think we live in a time where people are just so afraid to fail. Like our generation, I feel like is very debilitated by decision-making and failure or the prospect of failure. And I think that's like probably an inherited thing from our parents' generation of like how we even view failure and what is failure. Um, But even then, I think a lot of us like are very disabled by like, well, it might not work. Because maybe also of social media and there's a pressure to share a lot that the thought of like yeah. you know, not succeeding I don't want to use the word yeah. failure now. I'm going to say not succeeding makes it seem bigger than it is mm-hmm. when in reality a lot of us are not succeeding at little yeah. things every day we're just not talking or sharing about it so it, you don't 
you yeah. know? It it's hard to like sometimes, I think, happening, to notice, like, yeah, exactly. Like, notice that you're un- unsatisfied and to seek something different when theoretically what you have is great. Like, where it's, like, when in theory you're, like, oh, like, I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. I have, like, I have a job. I have a life I really like. I have friends I really love. And it's, like, to notice that you're, like, oh, I actually need something else as well can feel really like you're being, I guess, like, ungrateful, maybe. Um, but it's, like, sometimes it's just about – and it's also like it feels like the yeah. path to often it feels like more money can be the path to like solve that. You're like, if I'm just like super secure, like I'll feel great. But it's like you need different things and figuring out what those are is like it's so much more trial and error than you'd think. Like I, I that's the other thing is like I, I've noticed like you can't really think your way through everything. And sometimes you just have to try stuff to see if it's what you needed. And then you're like, do it. And you're like, no, (laughs) and try something different. Like it's, but it's just hard. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It takes time. And we need to be more comfortable with not getting things right the first time or second time or third time. (laughs) We need to be gen- more gentle yeah, with so ourselves true. and the expectations it's so hard to do, we set though. for ourselves. <laughs> um, it's like so easy to it's say. So it's so hard, hard to it's, do. It's almost impossible, and it's yeah. It, it's it's really yeah. hard. Um, yeah. But anyways, thanks so much for coming face, on this call. Yeah. Super excited. Thank you. Thank you. Is this a moment in time where I'm not? satisfied and I need to stick here and figure out how to be happy Mm. where I am and what I'm doing or is it like do I need to be doing something else like it's like those moments where it's like hard to decide I think thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of corner of the universe you can find me on instagram at corner of the universe pod Hannah's handle is Wunchkin, um, and I will leave it in the show notes if you'd like to find her and follow her around. And uh, apologies for the slight noise in the background. Um, there was construction happening on Hannah's end, and I tried my best to cut it out, but it's quite challenging, as you might imagine. Uh, I hope you're well. Stay safe. Take care. <laughs>